Hello and welcome back to the State of My Art podcast. Happy Easter. If you celebrate Easter or if you're checking this out in April, if you're not happy, whatever time of the year it is, I'm your host, Mike Liorti. Uh, episode 30. We're already at over halfway through the year of this podcast. Thank you guys so much for checking these out. Uh, on this episode, I have my good friends Jesse Eisenbarth and Nick Lenari. Nick is in my band, and Jesse Eisenbarth is a fellow musician who I met a long time ago down here in San Diego, and he's kind of from Bakersfield. I had him on, I think, episode 10 or so. So it's great to have another guest back on the show for kind of a part two and kind of a co-host session with another bandmate, Nick Lenari. I'm sure you'll see him on the show some more as well. So let's get to it. My conversation with Jesse and Nick happened on March 30th, 2021. All right, boys, we're really doing it. Really doing it. Really doing it. Welcome to the State of My Art podcast, episode 30, here at the Sharp School of Music and Studio, here with Jesse and Nick Lenari. Jesse's already been on the show. That was really fun. Thank you for having me on that yeah, one. Yeah, thanks for zooming in and getting me all those files. And now we're in person. It's great. Yeah, it's great to be back down here with the boys, with the crew. I have a 30-minute limit. I forgot to tell you guys. So The camera, right? There's going to be an alarm, yeah. Yeah, you know the drill. All right. Um, yeah, welcome to the show. Usually I have guests on that I'm like promoting stuff for, but... I guess we're promoting your new shirt. Yeah. yeah, I really like it. Goes with the music video too. Are these for sale yet? Uh, they should be by this time this comes out. Okay, yeah. I, I think, think it's coming out this Sunday. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks uh, for bringing me one. I'm gonna put it in my uh, description on my Instagram. The nice. link to the the page. the 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 store is up, but I'm not sure if those are up up yet or if they're gonna be up in a certain. But yeah. Who made them again? Uh, my friend Ramona in Texas. Ramona, that's right. Yeah. Shout out Ramona. Woohoo! Ramona Flowers. Yeah. Rebellious uh, Studios. Nice. Rebellious Studios, yeah. Soul. Rebellious Soul Studios. Something like that. Variation of those. Cool. Letters. Yeah. I love that you're on the shirt. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's I the, didn't even notice is that. Is that the first shirt that you're on of yours? I think so, yeah. My first feature. That's awesome. It's perfect. I uh, I asked if I could have those like, you know, I wanted the the piece in the the rock and roll, but I got the double rock and roll. So that's like, I mean, that's when trouble's happening when you're getting sucked up to a unknown. Nice. You're there on the moon. You you were on the moon and you're getting abducted. Is it the moon? I like. There's the moon in the picture that's the, blowing. Oh yeah, there's two moons. And then. Oh my gosh! Is this Star Wars? Or maybe maybe that's Mars, and those are and maybe Martians. maybe he's on Mars, and, and that's one of the. That's moons. no moon. That's a space station. It's a Death Star. <laughs> <laughs> I dig it. Yeah, I was really excited for how it came out. I was impressed. She's always done like really good work. I on, love that color. Awesome. Yeah, surf yeah. green. Mint it's her green. choice. And then I got Ice this cream. one. <laughs> if you guys, it's uh, ash. It's got a little gray in it. Yeah. Um, it's like yeah. a Heather Gray. Yeah. Sweet. So yeah. what else have you been up to, man? Are you still living at uh, Adam's studio? No, no, no. I've been with my grandparents since I got back to um, San Diego a couple years ago. Cool. Um, but I'm going to be moving out pretty soon. My uh, my grandparents are 
not doing the best and uh, it's like almost like a you know uh, I can't get my work done kind of thing because they have you know needs and so I'm I'm trying to find a new place and and there's nurses coming in all the time and it's a tough time so I haven't really got a lot done but I am working on a few things so um, that's been good to think about right yeah. on for sure bro yeah have you ever considered uh, getting a van in a trailer? Yes. <laughs> yes. That is. Uh, Volkswagen bus would be the best. Oh, that's even better for sure. I know uh, a guy who could tell you a few things about that. I, life. I've just oh, been yeah. told they're not reliable and they're hard to fix and all the things wrong with them, but they're so cool. <laughs> Just get like a used Sprinter van that can get like as long as you can get a couple hundred miles out of it. Yeah, I've seen those decked out to be like sleepers, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. And being a stagehand, you can you know you kind of almost have to have one of those too. Sometimes we saw an awesome RV at Prince Park yesterday mm. that was just parked out there. Yeah. They had kids yeah, and it's like there all the time. little what a barbecues out front and stuff and. Probably they were probably there long before we got there. It looked like they were there all day. Yeah. Perfect park spot. I haven't been camping in a while. Do you guys like camping? I'd love to go camping. I think of tourist camping. Yeah, it's like my camping. For the That's probably the last time we went camping is at <laughs> Joshua Fest. That was a big camp yeah. fest. Nice. I get my camping fill from tour. From but yeah, I mean no, I like it. It's fun. Adam and I sometimes go up to Mount Laguna. Have mm-hmm. you been up there? And that's just like hopping a skip from here. Nice. And just spend a night up there and just go hiking and nice. under the stars. Fun. Yeah. Do you snowboard, Jesse? I I've sledded. <laughs> <laughs> no. I wish I I wish I did. I wish I surfed too. But um, no, I've never. I've only skateboarded and I stopped that and played guitar instead because I fell on my face. Um, and then yeah. That's one of the reasons I went full on music. I got injured too bad skateboarding. My like knee popped in and it was bloody. And I was like, in that moment, it wasn't like, ah, this pain is excruciating. It was, you know what? Maybe I'll just be like my drummer and not skate and just do music. Yeah, (laughs) that's literally what I thought. Safer (laughs) if I fall on stage and break a leg. You know, I was the opposite. I was like, there's no way I'm gonna be good enough to do music so i better skate because it's really fun nick is gnarly skate. at skating <laughs> not really you no know, yeah you are <laughs> you're really good dude no. yeah yeah Thanks. i love it you just didn't have did you ever have a crazy injury then oh i've had concussions oh, fractured arm yeah. but i mean gotta it's pay worth to, it you gotta pay to play do you hey. guys want to surf? If I ever want to surf, I want to. Tr- I want to learn. Yeah, I'd be down. You guys know. You guys don't know how to surf. No, big, we big should get surf board. lessons. That'd be so rad. Got to go together. I'd be down. Yeah, crew. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm we borrow. snowboard. We do, and it's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We went last year, not this year, but it's fun. Wait, did we even go? Was it two years ago or last year? I think it was last. Twenty twenty, really? No. In March? No, we didn't go in twenty twenty. Maybe it seems like it was only last Maybe year. Maybe we made it February. We had to have, yeah, had to because Jordo, because Jordo, and we wrote that one song on the trip. Oh yeah, yeah, so we it was finished. last year, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, it had to have been. That's yeah, funny. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like every time I go snowboarding, 
it's since it's been like a whole like 12 months since, since the last time i always like ha- like have to go super hard i'm like oh well you, you're like all pent up and like frothing mm-hmm. and then i get super like wiped out <laughs> <laughs> plus it's like such a long drive uh-huh. it's like you have to make it worth it it's an all dayer yeah I, I i don't know i think i've just been more scared to go snowboarding more than the other things less control i don't know yeah <laughs> learning snowboarding sucks once, yeah. once you get it it's the most fun thing in the world yeah i, I bet i love yeah. snow yeah. like i'm sure it's awesome it just takes like a weekend of diligence <laughs> yeah <laughs> of pain yeah. Yeah. pain your butt yeah, yeah. <laughs> right and you'll be hooked you still uh you still twitching you still posting um um i'm still keeping up with the video games but i haven't made a video in quite a time um but it's just like I, I think uh, the biggest thing I'm working on right now is we're trying to, I'm trying to get my alumni from my old orchestral um, guitar class from high school. And oh, nice. we're doing a thank you video to my old teacher. And I've been emailing him back and forth about, you know, possibly having like some kids come by the studio in, in Santee and, you know, check it out just for, you know, recreational use. But, um, it was like, oh, COVID and stuff like that. And and then I was like, well, what if I did something where everything's remote? I'm already at the studio, so I'm going to do a part. And then I've got two other guys from that class that are going to put a couple parts. And we're going to all say thank you at the end and Sweet. do a cover. Yeah. That reminds me, um, I've been meaning to tell you, this is the original reason uh, I hit you up um, the other day, yesterday. Uh this, you know, uh, John Safari's part of that Artists United to End Homelessness. Yes. Yeah, I did a stream for them and they sent me a shirt um, or they're sending me a shirt and they asked if I know any more artists that would want to do it. So you guys should both do it. They're really cool. There was like a photographer who's really, really good. Oh, like there. rep their shirt? Uh, well, and like, so what they do is every two weeks they do um, basically a Zoom show. I think they were doing like in-person shows before COVID. Mm-hmm. So now they just uh, set up a Zoom chat. And there's usually like 20, 30 people and maybe five to 10 artists will perform a song or two, five minutes, and then just talk about like what their messages or goal is. That's awesome. Yeah, that sounds yeah. really rad. I figured uh, you can get some these white pigeon fans out of it mm-hmm. and hopefully once everything opens up we can like do stuff with john safari to like play shows there and yeah that'd be tight yeah, yeah. good guy yeah yeah it's been a long journey i remember the first time i met him and i was like trying to figure him out for the longest time <laughs> and then i just you know i i just like found he was accepting of me and i think that was all i needed and then whatever he says is just you know add add to it you know (laughs) but he's always hooked me up every time i've asked for help he's always been there um and then when he comes down here too he's you know part of the same shows that i'm doing and right he's helped me get shows and he throws me a bone every once in a while and i miss uh yeah i miss i miss working in the show stuff and doing my own kind of like you know what i've come into and then my own work too Yeah, yeah man i miss the av gigs yeah those were great. Uh, Jeffrey, I don't know if you remember him when we did the San Diego one. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hit me up about a gig at Life Point. He was just like, 
they got me subbing in because the guy can't make it. But then I just remembered I can't do it. Do you want to do it? And I was like, yes, Jeffrey, you remembered me. Thank you. Yeah. So he's handing me gigs. So that's I awesome. miss it. And yeah, John Safari is like probably bored out of his mind <laughs> watching hockey. Yeah. We're in the same hockey pool and he's just like always on it and always like. He's got the best laugh, I think. Like, <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yep. I had him on, I think, episode 22, 21. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch that. That's awesome. Yeah. At the at the taco place. Yeah. Taqueria Zaragoza. I miss that place. I think John Safari was one of the first people that I, like, listened to some random podcast. Oh, really? And then I, like, met him. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, dude, I've listened to you a bunch of times. That's funny. You know those moments of serendipity? Yeah. Where, for a while, this has become super normal, but you would, like, follow someone on Instagram. Yeah. And then meet them in real life, and you're like, this is weird, but it's that happens, like, all the time now. Where yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, I've seen them on Instagram, and it's like, and then you we're, see like, him. conditioned to it. It's, like, normal. Yeah, and you're like, wait, I'm expecting you to be exactly, like, <laughs> how I first met you, even though I di- you didn't meet me. Um Every time I, like, meet someone new now and I show them this podcast, it's funny. I met uh, my friend Randy who works at that church, and he was like, I was like, yeah, check out the podcast for, because he's going to take vocal lessons with me. And uh, I sent him the vocal coach one where my vocal coach came on. And he was like, dude, what a, I didn't know you had that personality, <laughs> like an, that animated self in the intro and all oh, that. Oh, that's awesome, yeah. I'm like, well, yeah, I didn't, I mean, I did one where I was really boring and I was like, okay, I don't want to be like that anymore. So sometimes it's the other way around. People meet you in person and then they're like, oh, I didn't expect you. Or, or when they see you at a show, they're like, I didn't know you had that in you. I've known you for 10 years. I didn't know you were that confident yeah, yeah, on stage. Yeah, totally, totally. Dude. You're one of the best musicians I know, for sure. Oh, thanks. Well, I'll second that. I yeah. didn't know that's what we were going to say. I, I, didn't, I didn't mean it <laughs> to too. go there. <laughs> no, 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 I, <laughs> uh, he's just speaking from the heart, but yeah. I echo your echo. It's uh, it's awesome. It, you taught me a lot, and I've grown since I met you, so it's that's that's awesome. You know? Oh, thanks, dude. I think all of us have like really seasoned as musicians a lot, um, even since we met each other, and... It's funny because I think a lot of people come to shows too or don't come to shows because they think, oh, this is my friend who's like kind of just like an artist. Like, I don't know what he does. Mm -hmm. I've I've heard like 30 seconds of his music. Um, I don't know if it's worth my time to go. They they expect us to be like tuning and awkward feedback. Like (laughs) they expect that beginner because we're not selling out arenas, right? Yeah. And then when they come to shows, it's like, whoa wait 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 why aren't you famous like what's going on here mm-hmm. you're obviously really good at what you do like or i get a lot of friends back home like hockey friends especially that are like dude like i went and saw follow boy and it wasn't as good as what you just <laughs> did <laughs> no shade on yeah, follow yeah, boy yeah. it's just that's like um it's always a surprise to people when they see their friend who's been playing music for over 10 years yeah it's like no i wasn't just like being bad all the time. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of, um, I feel like, I don't know. There's like a lot of, of weird doubt. Yeah. Like it, I think part of the narrative about being a musician is that it's supposed to be impossible. Right. Or like the, there's so many like, 
like things that you have to like overcome to mm-hmm. be anywhere near in the conversation of being a successful musician. First of all, you have to be like good. And it's like that is super hard to do on its own. So it's almost like for some people, it's hard to believe that someone they know could be good at music, Yeah, which is super strange to say, you know? Yeah. But not only that, you have to be good and you have to write good songs that, that are like popular too. I don't know. Right. There's so many things about it. It's, it's hard for a lot of, uh, normies as I call them, but people don't <laughs> like that term to believe that their friend could write an mm. earworm or mm. could right. perform, yeah. um, a- and own a room. Um, because it's like, well, if you can do that, then you should be part of the 1% that right. is only shrinking. It's probably more like 0.1% that is successful off of original music. So, yeah, I get I get why the doubt is there, but yeah. I'm also, like, shoving it down people's throat. Come to the show! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just trust me. Well, You'll like it. There's some that, you know, who who really love local music or smaller artists. Like, that was such a thing back when we were in high school, mm-hmm. you know? Um, like finding this band that you know about that's like your secret like treasure and it, you're it, just like sharing them and be like dude yeah. check this band out it like makes that band difference. I showed you earlier yeah, that, they were really good yeah what are they called again? Hazel and Vine mm. they've not been around Super for ten, 10 years but dude some of the best music is not on Spotify it's not on, <laughs> it's true it's not on Spotify yeah. or, or Apple Music it's, it's like it's <laughs> vanished from the ether it exists, though. No, it's in your soul, man. It's still there. Well, because, yeah. yeah, some of those great musicians quit for a reason because it's gotten <laughs> so tough. And, like, why pay $50 a year or whatever it is to keep your music up if you're not going to be touring is probably what they're thinking, right? But, yeah, you know, it's like, I don't know. It's it's not a how successful a band is or popular or whatever. You know, there's so many bands that aren't in that echelon that, or or artists that aren't in that, but that have just incredible songs. Yeah, know? I think uh, success is relative, anyways. Like you can have you know success this big and make it feel like a million dollars, but right. Or you can look at Fall Out Boy and think, oh wow, yeah. they're successful. Totally, because they're I, you know on the radio constantly. I but. agree, and I've begun to look at success more like like that, where I'm just stoked to do what i do and i don't need to be as big as green day mm-hmm. you know I or mean, yeah or whatever nice. whatever the the goal is sure. like if it's to improve people's lives yeah then you can get successful you can achieve that goal fairly mm-hmm. quickly or enrich their life exactly yeah, yeah. if that's your goal then mm-hmm. just go out and play shows and play music and Bring put your music joy. up there mm-hmm. um but if you're goal is to be the biggest band and be able to make a certain amount of money um off of music it's funny Mm -hmm. i watched the under oath documentary one of them where it really like gets super transparent about their finances and how much they have to pay their accountant and like uh there's a lot of conflict in the like between the bandmates even um, with them struggling with that and, and trying to figure out like sitting down with their accountant and figuring out like, okay, why are we only able to take home like just over a thousand dollars each after these long tours? Like we can't support our families out of with this yet. They're walking out the stages with 4,000, 5,000 people freaking out. Mm-hmm. 
They have like a cult following. Yeah. Yeah. So it's crazy that like once you get to that level, you basically have to maintain that following and that status mm. and those guarantees or however you're making the money. Um, otherwise, you know, like Yellow Card, I'm sure, has some stories of like, we had a huge album, multi-platinum, I think Ocean Avenue was. And then you have a bus you got to pay, a manager you got to pay, the labels reaching in, the agents reaching in, you got to pay an accountant to manage all that. And then it's like, okay, we're selling out huge venues, but it's still barely breaking the bank because we have so many expenses. Um, so still hugely successful every album they put out, but not nearly as successful as the golden years of releasing a pop punk album when Ocean Avenue came out and how great it is. It's like you have to kind of save it for a rainy day when something like that happens. <laughs> something great happens. Yeah, when when the the product was no longer the music, it's it's a tough world to thrive in right. financially. I mean, it, it's it sucks speaking for Under Oath and Yellow Card without yeah. having them in the room on the podcast. Yeah. But <laughs> Maybe one day. Yeah, maybe next time. Yeah. <laughs> now, now all the big artists are going to see this episode and be like, yo, I'm not going on that guy's podcast. <laughs> He's going to ask me about numbers and, <laughs> and the golden years. I like I liked what uh, one of your previous podcasts, um, I forgot his name, but he played on a City in Color album. Oh, talk- Nick Scalcos. Yeah. And he was talking about the wave and how you got to be on it to, you know. Yep, always and, be ready. And that's like the thing is like, you know, if you're always on the wave and you're just ready for someone to, you know, be interested in something that you're doing rather than feeling like nobody's going to come to your show, you're going to have a better path to walk, I think. You and know? always available was his big point too, because yeah. obviously probably all the musicians I've had on have side jobs, right? Yeah. And he had a side job at the time too. I thought it was cool too. When he was talking about like redoing the houses and yeah. and I was just like, dang, that's. But at the time I think he was working at a restaurant and luckily he said his boss was really understanding about him going and doing music endeavors. So he was able to be like, oh, you want me to come tonight? Like I'm at work right now. I got to work tonight, but it's to drum on City and Colors album. All right, I'm there. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of musicians can do that, and I'm sure a lot of great musicians with the experience that he has probably would be like, I can't get there tonight. Like, can we do it tomorrow? Oh, lost the gig, right? Yep. yep. So you never know. Could, it could have been the difference of having that thing on his wall, and right. And that's like part of it I think you know which is a big reason why he went into sustainable income or, or what, what did he call it yeah uh, I think that's right sustainable income or yeah. reoccurring or um, income passive income passive income. income that you don't have to like be there and now while you're sleeping yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly yeah and you can be flexible and be like oh wait there's b- this big opportunity okay I'll finish the house next week or whatever mm-hmm. you can procrastinate <laughs> is riding the wave like just keeping going just like keeping uh yeah he so what he also meant was like making sure your chops are up and okay. like uh making sure that you're ready for that yeah. opportunity even if you don't have a show that month still practice 
two, three hours a day as if you do have a show mm -hmm, coming yeah. up that mm -hmm. you you got to be ready for and just make sure your chops are in yeah. check so that he, so he basically went in the studio and nailed it and it was like that opened so many doors right. for him too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's got this aura. I think it was impressing me the most too. He's just like, yeah, man. Like he's shaking his head and his hair and everything. And it's like, yeah, it's just yeah. Like, dude. And it's super like, transparent. <laughs> like my, my favorite thing he said on that was when he was like, I'll never talk shit online about a band again. Yeah. Oh dude. Mm. Yeah. And he said the one time, doors Oh, well the one time he did it, uh, it was about this band um, from like Northern Ontario, Canada that uh, sounded like Nickelback. Mm -hmm. And, um, they really liked his band at the time, the miniatures. Mm. So, uh, he said something about them online. Um, and I don't know if it like got a lot of flack or people saw it. It was probably during like local band message board days. Yeah. So, uh, he said that like that band sounds like Nickelback or whatever. And you know, it's just butt rock or I don't know what he said, but the, um, the band like, of course hit them up to tour and he was just like i just felt so bad and like eh, every day they were so nice to us he, they introduced their fans <laughs> to the us kind of hell yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> he was just like oh man i feel so bad i talk shit on this band and they were incredible musicians live and it was like yeah you know you never know um when that's going to come back to bite you in the ass for better or for worse. Luckily he got off the hook in a good way. Right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've had a experience, not exactly like that, but, um, it, it was, I wrote a song about a girl that I felt was just scandalous and I called it the easy mm -hmm. and it was a really upbeat song and everything. And, um, she ended up, you know, really liking it after, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, hearing yeah, it. yeah. And, <laughs> For a long time, she had no idea, and then Irony. people were just hounding me about who it was, and then oh, it ended no. up being, you know, like, I wasn't really her friend before I wrote it, and then I became her friend, and I felt like it, it ended our friendship for a really long time. Once she found out the song was about her? Yes. Oh, She's, you let it out? I let did. the cat out of the bag? And to someone that I probably shouldn't have said mm. it to, because, you know, it's just... Yeah, you should have told her. Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> I am really careful about what I write about now just because I don't want to you know I don't want it to get personal you know like yeah it's not but I would argue that like hey if you're in a if you're in that mindset at the time and you need to write about it was it was therapeutic then yes, in a it, sense I then I think you should have just told her at some point like hey I should tell you you know I don't feel this way anymore but <laughs> Well, I think we've come to a terms now to where we can talk, but like it definitely, we were like really close. Write a song just, about how bad you feel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably <laughs> should. That that would actually make everything all better, right? You're welcome. Actually, my bad could actually be. Yeah, uh, <laughs> just that's it. Yeah, unless she hears this podcast. Yeah, I don't know. You're off the hook. I don't know if she keeps up with my stuff anymore, yeah, but yeah, yeah. there's like point zero 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 one percent yeah. she'll find out about this. It's like my number one regret, though. <laughs> I can promise you. I look at the analytics. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, back on talking shit about bands. Want <laughs> um, um, to talk some shit? You're like in that case, if no one's gonna see it, I got some shit to say. No, no. I was when you said that. That just kind of reminded me of my you know 14 year old self mm -hmm. and how my 29 year old self is like 
I can't remember the last time I talked shit on a band because I'm not I'm so not interested in doing that. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, I just think that's lame. It's like I get you know like I. You know, I'm on Facebook because I have to be for the betterment of my career Mm -hmm. and just keeping a finger on the pulse and, you know, just seeing, uh, you know, that people still do that and people still gatekeep or whatever you want to call it. And I'm just like, oh, this is really lame, (laughs) like capital L, like just go enjoy music and don't like tell people what they can't enjoy or whatever. I thought it was so like edgy and cool to like talk crap on like Slipknot and bands like that when I was a <laughs> and Nickelback. Nickelback, Nickelback gets at the worst. For sure, for sure. Nickelback. Look at this graph, dude. But now I'm just like, well, that's funny, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. That stuff's awesome. But like now, I really don't have anything negative to say about nickelback i don't either they write great songs totally um i saw them live too they put on a hell of a show if i could go to a (laughs) nickelback show for free like i'd do it why not yeah i love going to shows and slipknot i think is tight now you know like i was just like it's like people just need something to do but what it really is is people want to feel like they're the shit and like that helps them do that so whether it's talking crap on people you know, like you did in high school. Or yeah, especially at 14. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. But, like, it's kind of sad when people do that at 25. Right. And it's like, yeah, you know, I, I see right through you, you know. It's and like, unfortunately, like, it's most prevalent in the rock scene. Like, a lot of people have been saying it harms right. the rock scene For sure. so much. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of examples or things that we could all go into about behaviors that it's like it's all it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy yeah in the rock music scene it's like our scene is dying because of these behaviors <laughs> you know i don't know well that's a whole episode in and of itself maybe right i mean yeah there's a bunch of things that are like toxic to this uh scene and probably some other scenes too oh there's there's the alarm uh-oh it always happens during uh <laughs> during the beginning of a conversation <laughs> Oh man, we need to talk about your video game, dude. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, we, yeah, we yeah. need to talk about the video we game. We need to talk about the video game, dude. That's for sure. Yeah. All the ideas keep popping up. Yeah. Well, we'll definitely do that. Have you have you been have you been thinking of it? Have you thought of anything crazy that you want to add? <laughs> well, I mean like the whole Tony Hawk, you know. Well, I was thinking of a Skyrim engine first. I mean, I get why Grand Theft Auto was like a, you Wait, know. Wait, what is that game? Skyrim? Yeah, I've never played that. Oh, man. It's like Legend of Zelda. Uh, yeah. Okay. But it's it's more gnarly. of just like the uh, the person view. It's not uh, it's not third person all the time, but you can switch in between okay. kind of thing. And um, I don't know. I just I prefer that engine just playing anyways. You know, it's just a different play style, I guess. When you're playing, but mm-hmm. yeah. But I was thinking like they have like things to collect and things like. You know, like how you're saying get those tickets and stuff. And I was thinking like, (laughs) like what kind of resources would you have to collect? Like you have to go through this thing to get this medal or or something like. You got to put the right friends on the guest list. Yeah, I I really like resource (laughs) games, like collecting things and then being able to hoard things. And it, It came up recently that like you have to remember to take the water bottles from backstage after to your next tour stop. <laughs> oh, Otherwise yeah, you yeah. could dehydrate. They do bottle caps in Fallout, Fallout for currency, yeah. yeah. Or yeah, you should be able to return empties too. Yeah. If you ever need like six bucks, yeah. 
you can you can return empties like that's that's like the lowest low you have to go to get money after like everyone screws you for a few episodes <laughs> so have you talked about the game on the pod pretty much every episode okay, yeah. <laughs> tight, tight. okay just making sure yeah. dude you know how like there are games that it's like an engine where it's like the game is like creating a new like universe every time you play it okay this game could have like a like Anything can happen in this game. Like, the, oh yeah, yeah. Like, I see it as a it, monthly. Aliens, aliens like, come down. It's like a living, <laughs> yeah. It's like a living game yeah. that's constantly being made while you're playing it. Yeah. So there's infinite amount of endings. Yeah. To oh, the okay. Game. Yeah. Like uh, Warframe is a really good example. I think. Yeah, I never would, thought of that. I, I would I would love to see something or even go mobile. Mobile games are blowing up, you know, and it might even be less expensive to go mobile. Dude, it point should, and click. <laughs> RPG. Have you ever heard of that? No. <laughs> point and click RPG. That's what this should be. Point and click RPG. Someone out there will know what that is. It's, I'm trying to are imagine you, Do you literally mean like... There's like an interface. You have a mouse. And okay. You're, it's like you walk into a room and then you have like a little picture oh, of what the just, room looks it's like. It's like Click, that movie with Adam Sandler. No, <laughs> it's not like that. But maybe. See, I, I don't think this video game is going to... Ever, ever come to fruition but if it does it's oh, probably it it's probably going to take at least eight years yeah and i think by then everything's going to be virtual reality all playstations all the games are going to be like headset and well i think it's a good idea and i think as someone that was related to video games at all would hear it and be like dang yeah yeah i mean like it would be awesome and like i'd like to have our circle of friends be the brains behind it yeah but in any case I think it's going to be virtual reality and I think it'll be so real at that point that it'll be like training. Also, like, you know how you can make, I can't remember what it's called. It's huge in like Japan or China or something where you can make, um, computer generated music, like all computer generated. Even the vocals are like basically a singing Bonzi buddy. Mm -hmm. Um, I could see this becoming like, okay, you have to perform the music. It's virtual reality. You have to write the music. I think it'll be so real that it'll get to the point where the music that is being written by some of the players, especially the players that are starting to go viral, their music will be as big as some of the biggest Could touring be like the artists. Next MySpace platform exactly. but in a video game. Exactly. Like that, that would be so rad. That <laughs> happens to be the new way you get your video game out. And like your message comes across in the game too, because you're like, it's my message yeah. to like help out the homeless. Yeah. And it's like, oh this dude helps out the homeless too. And listen to his new song that he just made to get to like the next level of like mm -hmm. warp tour stage. Does he help out <laughs> the homeless or the virtual homeless? <laughs> 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 well, hey, just like Tony Hawk had Ollie the Bum, yeah. there'll, there'll be actual like homeless people okay. in it, and there'll be benefit shows that you gotta like try and get on, and you don't get paid from them, but you gain new followers so that next time you go through the town. I'm having an idea right now as we're talking. So, like, you know how like you have like a laminate for like a tour you oh, go yeah. on or something? Oh, yeah. So, like, every laminate you acquire like increases a buff in some way. Like, either you got like an endorsement from some kind of thing or like fans or like you know some kind of perk and like that stays with your account until you know and you keep upgrading from there you know what i mean have yeah. some kind of like thing that 
you advance in yourself that goes over all these stats and stuff i love stats or gifts from fans like there's yeah. there's there's like the mental health meter <laughs> and like yeah. <laughs> yeah you gotta keep up with practice mm-hmm. yeah dude yeah. yeah you gotta keep up with practice but like if your mental health is going down too low from like playing at empty Over-practing. rooms yeah. Um, yeah. then like you want you have to engage with your fans and like talk to them after the show mm-hmm. so that they can like give you the gift that they brought you and then your mental health goes up because it's like oh wow i'm i'm actually i mean something to these people mental health level up does everyone's character have like a different disposition towards like mental health like they have like a character stat growth you uh yes <laughs> so like you have to like D roll at the beginning and you get like <laughs> a different like or you could just select you so you could select you can so you create your character and what they look like yeah and then you have say 25 points and you can assign those 25 points to yeah okay uh, mental health durability like Tony Hawk. actual health exactly yeah, like right. speed and balance right, right. Totally. <laughs> If you're a guitar so, player, so you can have like you know. total fortitude, mental health, but your chops on guitar are like not great. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm really good at driving the van. You have a lot of heart, but you're just not that good. <laughs> I would be the van driver archetype. Yeah, so like when you're singing, you have to like, like they already have this in video games where you have to get close to the pitch. Yeah. So if you're, if you put a lot of points in pitch, then your actual self doesn't need to sing as on pitch. It'll bring you the, the auto tune level will be slightly Here's better. The thing, yeah. though, like 5% of the game is actually playing music. Yeah. Two, so you, you two play. <laughs> yeah. So, so maybe you want to think about where you put those stats. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You want to be a good van driver, right? You want to be yeah. good at promotion. But you don't. Yeah. Yeah. Nowadays you want to be good at promotion and marketing. That want, that is where you should use most of your points. Yeah. Van like driving. It. Is important. I really like it. I want to. I do. I all I, the strategies. That I you crack can come up, up with. if some of the school of rock kids listen to this podcast. <laughs> they're like, oh my gosh, all my hard work. Yeah, they don't play it. <laughs> of course. And then you can like <laughs> they've been putting all their. You've been putting your stats. Here's the thing, though. What they've been learning through School of Rock, they'll be able to implement in their songwriting, and they'll be like, oh, I'm already, like, at level five for the songwriting challenges, Mm -hmm. side quests, or when I play my songs that I created live, like, the people who show up to watch love it. And you you could also, like, be a fan, and you could go in fan mode, the same character. Oh, oh dude, and, fan mode. And it, oh, dude. It, in, uh, there's an inspiration level too, part of mental health, and your inspiration level goes up when you go to shows as a fan and mm-hmm. see other people playing the game and performing their songs and being like, you know, back to what we were talking about 15 minutes ago, you can't just go talk shit on that band. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're going to lose a lot of credibility Morale. there, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you got to go meet that band, and, like, you have to actually literally network with other gamers online. Mm-hmm. I think that's really good, dude. I think it's very intricate, and I think it could be done right. And The moral of all this is... AI is officially taking over and like <laughs> we are literally living in a virtual reality whether yeah. whether we believe it or not it's like at, at a certain point augmented reality yeah did every- you see that uh, Tony Robbins interview with the the robot or something no and he like has like a full on conversation and he's like a life coach right yeah yeah so like he's like asking like questions he would ask like people he's training or coaching and it was just like it was kind of weird like how the responses were 
because he was asking kind of off questions that don't have normal responses and kind of like have more thought to it, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And it was, it was really kind of scary, but it was, it's where we're at now. So got to start thinking on top of that, you know, like I got to see that it's crazy. Don't slap your computers. Yeah. They have feelings. Don't too. drop your phones. It'll all be remembered. Unless it has a bad motivator, then you get a new R2D2, you know? Uh, John Foreman came out with a song about how our phones and these apps that we're on all the time are here today, gone tomorrow. And um, it's basically mostly talking about his old phones and how he can't believe how much those were part of his life. And then one day or one week they went from a hundred percent to zero part right. of his life at okay. all. Mm-hmm. Is that on the new album? Yeah. What, it's, it's probably my favorite song the, on which it. Which song is it? I think it's just called disposable. I could be wrong. That's interesting. Yeah. And then they just live in a drawer. Exactly. I think he even uses that analogy, um, for even some of the apps that are like so important for us to put our talent into, and uh, our time mm-hmm. yet and we're and we're led to believe that these are the things that are gonna live on forever and um and be the most important thing mm-hmm. um but you know by tomorrow there's gonna be a new one just like there's a new phone yeah that is gonna be in our pockets and in our hands all day every day yeah and then you got to <laughs> basically recreate yourself after that switch too cuz it's already like really expensive and then to move it all to this new thing is just like oh my gosh like well I got a new phone and to transfer all the stuff took 2 hours. I had to do some logging in. Including so all quicker, the logging yeah. in. Yeah, it's pretty crazy how fast it switches over, but that's kind of his point. Is yeah. like within one day I went from this old phone that should have some sort of sentimental value. Hmm. Like me and this thing, I saw this thing more than any of my family members or friends for, you know, I saw my families and members and friends through this thing. And then it's just like, yeah, well out with the old and with the yeah, new, that yeah, battery yeah. sucks in that one. Now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got to make the best, best way we can. <laughs> You know, like just like MySpace. It's like yeah, that's what I was referring to. Yeah, yeah. one like day MySpace. everyone was everybody just like I, I say we got hit with the Men in Black one because we all forgot our logins. I, I know no, mine. I think it's really? changed. I, I, I remember my login. It's changed. I, I can't remember mine. The, the, they changed that. The site is dilapidated and does not function, but it is. You can still log in. Oh really? I have my login. I thought they were just still on that horizontal scrolling. It is the horizontal thing, but it's okay. like all dilapidated in the hmm. HTML or whatever. It might have been running on Flash, and Flash isn't a thing now. I have oh, no yeah. idea. Um, but my MySpace is myspace.com slash maximum underscore plaid. I still remember my URL. Really? Which is what MXPX originally was going to be called. Oh. But they changed it to MXPX. <laughs> See, my old, old, very first bass player created the band's MySpace. So even if I were to click, forgot my password, it would go to like one of his old emails. Mm. And so I have no way of getting in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and seeing even what songs are up there. Oh man, if you could get in there and then go to your personal profile and hit inbox and see all the cringy messages you sent. <laughs> Do that. Nostalgia. Yeah. I mean, even my old email that I still kind of use for like things I have to sign up for mm-hmm. and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird to go back in there. Sometimes I'll have to search things for like getting my work permit or whatever, yeah. and I'll see emails from like 2007. Yeah, totally. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, I used to talk like that. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, I, ty- I typed that out. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's just like that. It's wild. Uh, to go back then, though. Hmm. One of the greatest songs ever written. I wish that I knew what I know now when I was younger. Have you guys heard that song? Maybe. A lot of Americans haven't. I've been I think finding. So, but I can't tell you the artist. Sounds European. It's maybe. a very big Canadian song. Uh-oh. It's in. A, it's in a Canadian commercial gotcha, right now gotcha. too. But yeah. Every every kid. Every kid's Canadian parents have have like played that song a lot. So it's probably a Canadian artist. But it's true. <laughs> Celine Dion. <laughs> I don't think she writes her songs. It's um David Foster, greatest songwriter. Of, I think uh, of Ryan Reynolds wrote Ashes. Did you guys hear that song? No. It's the Deadpool 2 uh music video. Oh, he did. Wow. He wrote Ashes and asked Celine Dion to sing it and it like got me to tears. That's how great yeah. it was. Yeah. Super good. It's and really it's- surprising how little like amazing singers actually write because it's like at at a certain point um especially for like multi-instrumentalists it's like you only have so much time in a day right so if you're going to be this incredible singer chances are you didn't spend much of your time crafting songs or mastering the art of crafting songs Mm -hmm. yeah so so the video (laughs) game you got to be a jack of all traits Yeah. You got to drive the van, too. You got to be the driver. (laughs) You have to literally build your light show out of wood. (laughs) I think it would be cool if you could squat up into four, two, or five. Oh, man. And then, like, take events together, (laughs) like cover events. You know what I mean? Like, if you play the drums, you got to, like, squat up with two guitar players and a bass player or something. The funniest thing about this game is that Mike has actually lived it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Essentially, it's going to be, like, just for so long. That's why I'm, like, I just got to find a game developer and feed him all these ideas of what I've actually been through and all the vans breaking down and, like... Doing 360s in the middle of the highway out of nowhere for no reason, <laughs> just from a tranny slip. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm like trying to think of if I know anybody. I think I have like one friend that is a part, not really like he doesn't develop games. He's just I think he's an advertiser for the games. Okay, but he uh, he was the one that was telling me to get into Twitch, and he gave me a couple games to play on Steam to like you know get some content out. But my computer doesn't run them. So oh. uh, my MacBook, yeah. So that's been a big um, halt in it. But maybe I can get him to talk to you and see if, or talk about it to him and see if he'd be, because he's all about the music too. So I think he'd be, maybe he'd know somebody to pitch it to. Yeah, we just got to like meet someone at Rockstar Games, someone who can do these crazy map games like Red Dead and, and yeah. <laughs> you know that those games like Red Dead and GTA have like, like. 
a thousand or more people working on that's that. what i mean yeah yeah, it's, yeah that's that's what i'm saying that's why i think it'll never come to fruition but if it does it could be made by like an indie game developer but it would look way different <laughs> you know what i'm saying I think like, be it, could be, it could go on steam it could be like all 8-bit or 16-bit like stardew valley yeah like but, one of the i think he's episode 16 david hagler uh he is developing this kind of um Oh, I just had the game on the tip of my tongue. What's that block game? Minecraft. Uh, Minecraft. Minecraft esque, uh, but it's a little more uh, 3D in that you can make anything not out of blocks, but out of lines. And um, you can make, you can use. So, you know how um, Canva, when we were making flyers, that website Canva has a bunch of templates, or not templates, but like clip art. Mm-hmm. So in this game, you can create lands and expand your land as however uh, much data you want to use. Um, but you can also use the clip art from like a a, a piece of a, a girl's hair is one of the pieces of clip art. And you can put that on as your character. And he has a way of yeah. it moving exactly how it would move. And um, so he's got like a lot further than the basics for this kind of stuff but mm. i mean the way we're talking about this game it's like pretty extensive and mm. overly realistic so yeah that's the big dream yeah but we might set you could maybe settle for the <laughs> indie game developer i think an indie would be awesome i think someone would gobble it up and do it right too that could be the prototype yeah, that could least. be V one, yeah, and then there's I mean, the Rosedale edition. It can <laughs> it can improve as it goes, just like South Park, just like this podcast. Yeah, just like, yeah, 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 totally. And then you like, start selling DLCs for it. You start with the special packs. This this four Steam, two D, but there's like a story mode. Yeah. You know, you still have the character roles and the stats and the disposition. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. you know, eventually there will be a Rockstar engine. Yeah. Right, Skyrim. Yeah, like even Skyrim has developed like their their games. Like a what was their first Oblivion or uh, Elder Scrolls? Yeah, or the whatever. Elder Scrolls. They they've gone up in quality. And yeah, for what sure. What you can do with them, and so yeah, it's it could be like that. Where people got to get you know onto the concept, understand right. it mm-hmm. before we spend millions. Well, what would be great is I don't know if this is harder or easier, but to make it just a phone app for now. Um, and there's just like people are making full on games. Yeah. Just little side quests of like, all right, play the right notes and then you got to drive to the next. Yeah. And then, then, (laughs) but then, but then you have to drive to the show too. Is this a music game or a driving game? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I get what they're trying to do. You have to do all the things that you have to do to be in a band. (laughs) Oh, now I have to edit this Facebook page too. (laughs) Now I have two Facebook pages. I didn't ask for that. (laughs) Of course, you'd have to like come up with a new Facebook name because you couldn't use Facebook, and but it'd be right. something like that, or like Bookface or something. Facebook, you know, you know, something backwards. That my face, yeah, my face. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. My face, dot com. Right now, uh, the the name that it's been settled on is the grind. I like the grind. Yeah, the grind. Uh, it was originally the artist game, and David Hagler didn't like it. Um, so the grind and like I was thinking even of just making the first initial levels warp tour 
so that you can keep it pretty in the box of like, here's a small map with mm-hmm. lots of side quests and missions mm-hmm. and you start in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. Are they finding keys for other bands? Is that a side quest? What do you mean keys though? Cause I it has to my be very keys on the rock on stage. Oh, like to help another band <laughs> as like you, a, to get your foot in the door. Call, yeah. You got to call in some favors. <laughs> <laughs> no, it should, it should be like super realistic. Like, Hey man, you know where I can get any weed? <laughs> oh, the dudes from <laughs> the dudes from uh, Never Show Never yeah, need yeah, you totally, to, need totally. you to find the, the drummer of Never Show Never needs you to find a weed. Yeah, that could open up some doors. And then you got a little thing above your head, and it's got a little like toggle where it's pointing. You got to follow this area to get to the thing, and yeah. yeah. Then you're like, like maps. Then you're asking around, <laughs> but but you gotta like make sure you don't get jumped or like fooled into buying oregano. <laughs> gotta make sure your your uh, oh, your, your yeah. stats are high enough to to recognize the difference. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fooled into buying oregano. That's the street that's smarts. Sure. I think that would be a good one. Street smarts as a level. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah street yeah. smarts would be important. Yeah. Make sure your gear doesn't get stolen because that mm-hmm. does happen at some point in and St. Louis. You see that in musicians too, like the person that just learned classical the whole time, never played anything else, and then the one that played power chords and started that way, but they right. both make music. But, well, like I wanted to eventually be, I mean, this probably wouldn't be the case for the Warp Tour edition, but I wanted eventually to be like, you can you can go off in any genre. You can be a rapper. You can That's, be yeah. a classical um, yeah. violin player. It should, yeah. I yeah. think you could play. Like, you could, your goal could be to join the symphony, or mm-hmm. it could be to you know open up for Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever you want to, whatever direction you want to go. It's just we need at least five thousand game developers with twenty <laughs> years experience or more. <laughs> I think it'd be great, dude. I think it would work too. I think it might work. I I don't know. So that's why I'm excited about it. For now, the goal is to just get people to comment on these videos and say (laughs) what else we should do in this video game idea. Oh, my favorite parts are like the most painful parts of the game. (laughs) (laughs) We should find someone that can make us cartoons. Show has been canceled. (laughs) Show is canceled. (laughs) Ah, three in a row. The sound guy is so upset that you loaded your gear in early, <laughs> which I forgot to mention. I didn't even know this, but this is the setting up gear crew yes. from the setting parody. So I got to put that in the description. I, did, I was like, well, what do we even advertise for this episode? And setting up gear, if you so haven't seen in. it. That yeah. was fun. That was really fun. And I got to get you, Jesse. Nick, I just gave you a bottle. Um. Is that some vocalese? Some vocalese. Oh my gosh. Thank you, dude. Yeah, yeah. I've been forgetting that. Thank you. Lifesaver. Yeah. I'm going to try using some right now. That's good stuff. You know, speaking of pot, like I still have your one that you gave me a long time ago. What did I give? Oh, a vocalese? I think I got one of these. Yeah, but it's like right next to where I keep like... Because I like to do it like after I smoke. So. Oh, okay. And the one that I have got all like sticky with resin and stuff, and so I haven't used it. Why? Is it like time. leak in your bag or something? Or no, I. It's I, just in the same bag. I, it's like close to my poker. Oh, so. okay. 
dangerous. I'm glad I got another one. That's what I'm trying to say. Nice. <laughs> so you learned from last time. You yeah. Keep it in a special. So now I got a nice package, and I don't have to like think about actually using it. Do you do you think that it negates the effects of smoking? You're like, um, <laughs> it's just nice. Now I won't feel the negative. I'm I'm allowed to say whatever I want that it does, and for me, it heals my sore throat. But um, if you want to say that it cures COVID, go for it. <laughs> it cures COVID. It's, it can't help. That's for sure. I yeah. mean, it can't hurt. It can't hurt. It can help. If if you have a scratchy throat from COVID and you spray a little vocally, oh yeah, no, totally. it's really nice. It's, it's like that honey. It's a miracle. Ginger and. Miracle spray. It might even bring your your sense of taste back. I don't know anybody with COVID, but um, well, it's the new vaccine. Yeah, watch out, Johnson and Johnson. (laughs) Have to do it again now. Or like Lloyd. You know, it's so funny. You know, it's so funny though. Like, yeah, like Lloyd. Like, that's what I feel like during shows when we would turn around and take take a spray or two of vocalese. Yeah, what, yeah. what people must be thinking when uh, we're like, doing that? Are they making sure they have like, nice breath yeah. so that they can get all the girls? <laughs> <laughs> I've had that come up. Uh, that's so a couple times. Like, not not from vocalese, but like um, a friend of Sienna's saw me doing? at. Um, 8123 fest and was like oh is that mike from rosedale and she was like yeah and she was like um i heard that he only plays music to get girls yeah i remember that (laughs) i remember when that happened and what it is is somewhere along the line she got confused because i used to have a band member whose name was also mike so this mike from rosedale yeah literally ways. had gone on interviews and said like I literally only started playing music to get girls cool yeah. to <laughs> yeah. he still probably says it he's he's hilarious and like it's true he yeah. did start playing music only to get girls but um, so I, I'm like oh I think I know what happened that they probably thought I'm the other Mike and they're like no 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 they said Mike Leorty I'm like yeah but you gotta understand there was another Mike from Rosedale that was accused of that <laughs> because he literally story, said likely story <laughs> <laughs> you think I you think I play 200 shows a year in small crowds and deal with all this crap we're talking oh, about in the video game yeah. to get girls <laughs> Yeah, uh, never like, know. <laughs> yeah, oh, I love that. I love when people think that being that a musician so is gonna get you girls. <laughs> I feel like it's the opposite. I now think it's like are... the worst thing to tell to a girl when I first yeah, met one. Totally. It's like, oh, right. You're you're a musician. I mean, Cringy. everything is ba- everything is backwards now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. like as soon oh. as someone finds like you, you could be dating the coolest girl in the world, and her friend be like, uh, so. How is it with your boyfriend who's like a musician? Is he like struggling? And like <laughs> the most secure person could become insecure. Just hearing, I become insecure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, totally. yeah. I, even yeah. even I can be like, I don't care what anyone says. I love playing music. They can think what they want, and yeah. then yeah. and then you get to the, the Thanksgiving dinner table, and it's like, so how's music? <laughs> I know. <laughs> or like the so real good. job like when are you gonna get a real job or like when you get a real job it's gonna be you know so much better it's just like oh my gosh I'm so tired of hearing that yeah or even the original thing we started talking about on this podcast was when people realize that like oh so like 
you're in a band like that. That's cool. And then they come and see you and they're like, whoa, like I wasn't expecting that. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, dang. Well, then everybody isn't expecting totally. this. How am I supposed to convince everybody? That's kind of what I wrote Gray about. It's like, how am I supposed to get everybody on board with this? I feel like I'm so far from achieving any sort of goal. <laughs> but that's that's the kind of the post-tour depression. Yeah, it's that, bite-sized goals. Right. Yeah. And, and that's definitely got to be part of the video game is after your tour oh you daily go, quests dude yeah, that's, you, that's you gotta totally go back to working yeah. in a warehouse <laughs> uh, yeah. have you guys noticed that people who act like they're bigger than they really are end up becoming bigger um yes and no I know they exist and I've seen it but I've also seen it go the other way yeah a lot of times sure um but yeah definitely like with endorsements for sure well and you know, getting to open for bigger bands and yeah. getting opportunities and so it's the you'll reset. Yeah, it, it's fine. I have this wide going too, so getting you know, signed to record labels and stuff like that. Yeah, there's they, a lot of fake it so you make it. Fake it so you make it and and honestly I, I wish I could say bad things about them, but they're just playing the game. Yeah. That's and just it's smart marketing, marketing. For sure. And you could be like they're a dick or whatever you know what i mean like this band is like acting like but guess what they're playing this game and it worked not only fake <laughs> not only faking it to make it but also also you like know? also yeah. avoiding of, also just like avoiding exposing how small they are right. so there's, yeah there's like 80 percent of the somewhat successful local bands that i hit up when i'm touring through town will will say no to me asking if they'll play the show or headline the show especially mm-hmm. they're just like you know they'll do their homework and see how big my act really is and how much how many people are probably going to come to the show or if it's not at the right venue they'll just be like mm-hmm. no like we already know what that show's going to yeah. look like mm-hmm. i've well, been in that part dude, of town that, that yeah. was me when uh, you hit me up for the, our first show. <laughs> <I'm> kidding. <laughs> but no, you you did your homework oh, and totally. you were like, I like this music. Yeah, that is quite true. Which, I mean, respect. That's awesome. Yeah. Look where that led us. And, and no talking <laughs> shit on the bands who were like, no, this is like clearly not in our interest because right. it's going to make us look even smaller. If anything, we're helping that band, right. which we don't know that band, anything that's just being wise and right. doing it, what's best for them. It makes sense. But at the same time, I like taking that approach where it's like, if the band sounds promising, you're kind of in the shoes of the record label where it's like, mm-hmm. Hey, if I see this band has potential and I can bring them some success and possibly get a show swap you from build them. A bridge. Right. Even if it's, even if they're coming from over 2000 miles away and mm-hmm. I don't see myself going there anytime soon, maybe they end up moving to my town and now I help them out, you know? So, uh, there's definitely a lot of benefit from being a yes man and mm-hmm. having no spine. Yeah. But there's definitely a lot of, quick success from just staying on your priorities and being like I want to portray an image that mm. makes me look really desirable. Well, you know, you got to play good shows, right? You can't just play shows yeah. that aren't good for you or won't move the ball down the field. So 
And it's a shame that they are right because the reason they're right is people's perception. And they don't want to play to an empty room, even if they put on a mm-hmm. kick-ass show and gain five mm-hmm. fans. Mm-hmm. Chances are those five fans, even if they're impressed, are going to have a little bit of subconscious. Uh, last time I went, it was kind of awkward. No one was there. Mm-hmm. Right. So it helps to play shows that are full, unfortunately. I don't know if your podcast fan base deals with this kind of thing, but what I tell a lot of people who are starting out in music is play absolutely anywhere and everywhere. Say yes to everything. Play as many shows as you can. Mm-hmm. So you get all that experience under your belt and and you level up as a band, you know, just, right. just yeah. get tight. That's what it's about for a long time, for a long time. For any and art. Then, any, anyone, for sure. Uh, Sienna gets told that for acting all exactly. the time. Exactly. Take, Take every everything. Gig, say yes. Yeah. Go play open mic nights, whatever. And just get get that experience and like network and do it because you love it, and then you start work on you start to get to work on like the marketing and the being choosy about gigs and your public, uh, like I don't know, I guess what your perception of yeah of that or whatever yeah and starting to figure out what to say yes to and what Just to say so, no to right because you want to make sure every show you kind of like outdid the last one. So, yeah. so to speak, not, you know, that's, I, that's why I think a lot of bands I hit up say no, is they're right. like, we, we just played to 500 people. We don't want to shoot ourselves yeah, in the foot exactly. by playing to 20. You just kind of want to try to build and build and build and not, you know, I think that's like the best thing about being a solo guy is that I don't have to really care too much about who's there. I mean, like I do a lot, like if it's a full room, I'm really excited, but like, like it's like you're not gonna have three bandmates yeah. pissed at you that yeah. you said yes to this show. <laughs> I had to drive out here for this, dude. I'm barely playing bass, dude. Why do we keep playing these stupid shows, bro? <laughs> dude, there's so many different things that you have to do to keep everyone in the band's mental stamina. It's a We've been yeah. playing these same songs for yeah. two years. <laughs> we got you got to write new songs. Yeah, and I don't know if the, I don't know if the bandmates will be AI or if they'll be actual <laughs> like other musicians that I think tend you to be, be able in the to same squad up like that. Yeah, yeah, like have and then like almost have it like a guild, like a small guild <laughs> yeah. to where like you can build up the guild to like or like the band. You'd call it a band. You wouldn't, but I'm saying guild because that's like the right norm, the band know, but, is a guild right i get you yes that's and then awesome. you can name your band and you can for uh, sure you know and you gotta design a logo you have to like yeah w- use their like photo-esque photoshop-esque um clip art or whatever yeah. to make your logo but that's almost like after you get to like level 15 or like 30 or something you've been through some kind of rigorous training and you know you've you've been a solo person even just playing guitar or you like you, you play the open mics yeah yeah and you know gain stats that way and then you're recruited eventually into you know some kind of you know what's funny what uh, I just thought of when you were started to talk about being a solo guy mm-hmm. and like you you can kind of play to whatever. Um, that kind of reminded me of something that me and Mike started doing, which ended up to eventually let us being in a band together is instead of playing, taking every show opportunity, cause people would hit us up. 
and playing as a band, we offered to play acoustic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and be like, and you're getting two bands essentially. Yeah. We're learn three songs of each other's each. Yeah. And then it's like, I did that with uh, uh, Amaya Lights. Have you heard of them? Oh, yeah. With, I've uh, seen Amaya Hutton, Lights. Hutton. Uh, yep. Freddie Padilla. We had Hutton's little thing, and then Amaya Lights, and then my thing. We all went to, where was it, Mountain View and back. Hmm. And, uh, it was really fun. He made laminates. On the tour? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. We went in uh, his Honda pilot or something these right. white pigeons played on that tour mm-hmm. oh tight that's just me and he he backed me up on like two songs that's awesome. that he knew on uh cajon and sweet it was such a good time dude it was so fun it's a way to do it and like we saved so much gas and um band mental health yeah from playing those just <laughs> like duet acoustic shows mm-hmm. like we were able to go to el centro and back for like 20 bucks with your car mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Instead of like, all right, everybody get in your vehicles. Oh, we could all, you yeah. know, here's a last minute show that, you know, we can network and build bridges at, mm-hmm. which actually ended up helping us out totally. in the future. It was sweet. And, you know, like he said, it just takes so much more manpower and work to pull off a band set. Right. And, and it's just setting not always up worth the payoff on yeah. setting up gear. But when you, when it's like we created a different avenue for us, it's like we made an acoustics that we're really stoked about. Right. And our fans or whoever are not fans, people we could win over potentially could be stoked about this kind of different stream of us. Mm-hmm. And know? to Jesse's point, if we show up and play to, an El Centro small little cafe of eight people. Mm-hmm. It's not as awkward. It's right. not like, ow, this is so loud because the room's yeah, empty. It's right. like, oh, I like what their lyrics exactly. are about. They can actually yeah. hear them. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the biggest thing for me too. I like before the internet, it was hard for me to like know every single word. I realized later that I was singing it wrong the whole time, but in, or the acoustic version came out and I'm like, oh, that's what they're saying? Like, right. Yeah, so like it has a, I've always liked that, you know, and then the drop D acoustic, I don't know why, I, some people don't like that sound, but I love that sound. Like it oh, just yeah. sounds good. Like, I don't know. I'm, dro- I'm drop D acoustic probably yeah. 95% of the time. Yeah. <laughs> Mike being in standard is like a I'm probably, anomaly. I think I'm in standard more on bass now <laughs> yeah. than I am on guitar, which is really weird. Because you want that open E string. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. I remember my- You, uh, you play in drop D a lot? Uh, I actually know just here um, and there Adam got on me because okay. I wasn't gotcha and he was feeling that's probably a big reason why my songs um, are like he he's listening to what I've been wanting to sound like kind of thing he's like dude all this is in drop D and gotcha, yeah. drop D. So, gotcha. Like, so I've been trying to play it's more it's a new world it is a little bit um, you get some you know you're dealing with three more more often than not three strings you know instead of the whole thing mm-hmm. which tightens it up a lot more yeah. so you have to be more on the you know on the beat and it's not so more about strumming away and, right you know so totally it has a different sound it's kind of more punchy or something mm-hmm. yeah that d when you're playing less <laughs> less uh notes too yeah there's just something about acoustic like that that's cool or the walking yeah. bass thing you know that's that's blinks uh, mm-hmm. you know that's really cool yeah, I think you'll uh, you'll the more you play in drop D two, you'll find that there's cool shapes that 
allow you to play all six strings yeah, that's true. more often totally. than yeah. in standard. I've I've I find when I'm in standard now, I'm like, ah, these are power chord esque chords. <laughs> yeah. Whereas when I'm in a drop D, I'm like, yeah, I'm barring the bottom three, but listen to these little flavors I got going on, <laughs> on the yeah, top, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, it's just a you know playing in a different tuning. You know, it's a it's always going to be different, and you got to find it. It's good for the creative palette. Yeah. Shout out Adam Cisco. Yeah, I, shout out. I, I he still has this capo that I ordered off Instagram, which I haven't even seen yet. And like literally every ad I've ever fallen for on Instagram, the I've been dog tent. extremely disappointed. <laughs> with the dog tent. I ordered this tent that was like an open front of a tent. It looked like this. So it was like a fold-out tent, and it took forever to show up. And I ordered it for our tour because I was like, oh, we're going camping. I need a tent. It's 10 bucks." Yeah. And it shows up, and it's literally this high. <laughs> and it's literally like a Snoopy a tent. tent. <laughs> yeah. Like it just lays over you? It, like. It, it, it's like this dome that covers like up to your chest and then like a little bit of your back. Oh, man. But I was like, so this is pathetic. And I already got my money back, luckily, because it took so long to come. And I was like, it didn't show up. Oh, and then it finally go. did. And I was like, oh, this was free. And I actually did end up sleeping with it about four <laughs> times on that tour. Because so I was like, oh, it blocks the sun. Your yeah, this covered. is exactly what I need. It's like almost being under the stars. Yeah, but this capo thing is like you can um, basically assign individual strings to be capoed while leaving other strings oh, open. Cool. Yeah. So I don't know how that can go wrong unless it's super cheap and plastic and breaks. Mm. But... Yeah, everything I've ever fallen for on Instagram, I've been you know, extremely it's so disappointed. Funny because we live in this Amazon yeah, like, yeah, yeah. generation, I'll go to stores and I'll be like, I don't know, this product could be the counterfeit. The real one's like on Amazon. Yeah. Like I trust yeah. Amazon more. Yeah, like but when it comes to Instagram, I'm like, I don't trust. Yeah, Instagram all the Instagram ones. ads are like somehow. That's gonna be phony. Yeah, somehow like the video makes it look super legit. Yeah, I'm like no. Yeah, I got a drone that was like seventy dollars, and I was work? like, well, that'll still be fun to fly around. Um, it worked terribly. Any little <laughs> gust of wind, and it was gone. So the second day, I was just flying it around for fun, and the battery doesn't last very long either, and it's so light. And it started getting a little too high, and then it got too far away, so I couldn't... Maneuver you, you, it. Yeah, you operate yeah. it with your phone, too. And I couldn't get it back. Oh, no. And I got caught in this keeps going. <laughs> no. Come on. I was like, all right, it's going to descend now. I'm I like, don't see. descend there. It's yeah. a forest. I can see it now. Did you ever get it back? No. And it's like, gone. that was another thing that took forever to show up. So I was like, yo, it's been four months. Uh, can I get a refund? So I got my money back and then it showed Dude, up. Dude, you got a good business model. Just yeah. ordering stuff, getting your money back. Dude, there <laughs> is literally businesses now where you can, um, my friend does it. It's like 40 bucks a month he pays, but you order anything on this list in this club that you're a part of. Amazon delivers it. You write a review. You screenshot the review and the receipt for the shipping and the price of the item and the company reimburses you for all of it. The club that you're part you need of. You to get in on that. He got an air fryer. He got a keyboard. Everything. What's and an air fryer do? The membership's like a million dollars a year. The membership's <laughs> 40 bucks a month. But there's, uh, some, uh, there's some that are free, but they're hard to get in. Yeah. Yeah. But pretty much, you're paying 40 bucks a month, and you can order 
up to fifteen hundred dollars worth of stuff and get totally you reimbursed. Too light to do that, dude. You don't need an air fryer. I don't need anything van. else. That's my thing. Is yeah, I don't, I don't, really don't, I don't want the garbage. And then most of the time, these people are trying to resell the stuff. Mm-hmm. So they order it, they write a review, and then they're like, "Queen size mattress, yeah. regular three hundred dollars, selling for a hundred. Good luck." It's a market, yeah. yeah. Reselling things, yeah. repurposing them, and yeah. That's why these Facebook um, marketplaces are booming with new products we should do it but we should rent the things like rent them out <laughs> yeah yeah so you can like buy a speaker and rent it <laughs> <laughs> rent it out to people yeah the problem is storage yeah it is. we end up filling up the school mm. all right boys well we're like well over an hour righteous we should Good wrap times. it up yeah, good thank hangs. you for wearing my shirt, dude. Like, yeah, not just that one. Like, like always wearing my shirt. And, the, yeah, like. I'm always. I have I have two of your old shirts, and now I got this one. I'm all these white pigeons merch only. I'm gonna get you a shirt for every day of the week. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I. That's all I need is more shirts. I mean, I tend to wear the same shirts all the time because there's only a select few that like fit right, and yours are one of them. So, oh, that's awesome. Good Thanks. on you. Yeah, and thanks for coming up from, where are you now, like National? La Mesa. La Mesa, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. By Lake Murray. You been to Lake Murray? No. Is that the one with the skate park next to it? No. I'm thinking of somewhere in El Cajon, never mind. Uh, yeah, Lake maybe. Murray. You're thinking no. of Lakeside. It's yeah. like up on a hill. Lakeside. It's pretty nice. Hmm, maybe Is it a lake? Maybe someday go have a barbecue out oh, there yeah. or something. Yeah. Walk around the lake. I like walking around lakes. Yeah. That'd be fun. Sweet. Sounds good. We'll do the next episode of the oh, setting, setting Up Gear Reunion yeah. by the lake. <laughs> what song, what, what song are we going to do? Tear down, tearing Down Gear to again? Over My Head? <laughs> Over My Head, Tearing Down Gear. <laughs> just keep the narrative going and just cover every song we like. Yeah, Always yeah. 741. Yeah. 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 Oh. Just keep going from the, like, progressing through their albums. Perfect. All right, that's a wrap. Thank you, guys. Um, until next time. We're really doing it. We're really, we, we <laughs> really did it. Yeah, we really did it. We really did it. Nice. Oh, yeah, we sure did really do it. Thank you guys so much for checking out this episode. Thank you, Jesse and Nick, for joining me. Big thanks to Vocalese for curing my chronic sore throats. If you want to try some Vocalese throat spray, now's your chance to get 15% off your order. Just use this reference link beside my head. I'll drop it in the description as well. Thank you again so much for checking out these podcasts. If you like what you heard or saw, wherever you're seeing or hearing this, be sure to follow, subscribe, click like, click notify, and I'll see you next week for another episode of State of My Art Podcast.